You're listening to Janelle McCauley on the EWN Radio Network. This is Turn Knowledge to Profit, where entrepreneurs like you find the insights, experience, and tools they need to earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live a life others only dream of. Now, here are your hosts for Turn Knowledge to Profit, entrepreneurs, speakers, and authors, Janelle and Michael McCauley. Welcome, and thank you for joining us on Turn Knowledge to Profit. I'm Janelle McCauley, and along with my co-host, Michael, each week we bring you the insights, ideas, and tools that you need to earn more, make a bigger impact, and create the freedom to live a life others only dream of. You're going to want to take notes, so grab a pen and paper, and let's get started. This week in our Business Builder segment, Michael will be talking about the importance of clearly identifying who your ideal client is and what challenges they have so you can effectively address their needs. That's up in a bit in our Business Builder, so stay tuned. First up, though, is our success interview. Today we're talking with the founder of The Expressory, also the eWomen Network Managing Director in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Jamie Shibley. In a world where it seems like everything is becoming a commodity, Jamie has carved out a unique niche by offering something much more personal. Her company makes it easy to put your message into anyone's hands by using a handcrafted, personalized, and customized note, which helps you stand out in a crowded market. I'm excited to explore Jamie's business model and talk to her about how she continues to grow and explode in a very crowded market. Welcome, Jamie. Thanks for having me, Janelle. And I'm really excited to talk to you today for a couple of reasons. And, you know, I I love your business and I love seeing the growth over the last 18 months or so since I've known you. And to top that off, you are our managing director in Milwaukee. So you've got, I think, love the way you've really combined multiple things to to build and grow your business and really um, hone in on a niche market. But before we get started with our, our conversation, I'd love to have you just share a little bit about how your business started and how it's evolved. Yeah, thank you. Um, so I guess a kind of a, a strange path here. I spent 20 years in um, corporate world in IT, and it was, it was time for a change. And as you know, when you and I first met, um, I had launched a business under um, a different brand name. Um, it was originally the Cardfierge, and it was originally launched to um, help the everyday consumer with their greeting card needs. And so, you know, I was seeing the marketplace for greeting cards, you know, pretty much on the decline. People are no longer sending uh, cards the way they, we once did using um, mm-hmm. actual physical mail. And I thought, you know, if it's time for change, let me combine my e-commerce experience with uh, this world of uh, crafting paper that I just I, I love. Um, I've spent mm-hmm. a long time in. So 
that's where that really um, came from. But what was interesting is the first six months, six, nine months that I was out and about um, marketing that business, uh, it, it was actually more business owners that kept showing up, and they kept talking to me about, well, can't you just send it for me? No, 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 you just write it. I don't have time for it. I want to do it. I know it's important, but I don't have time. And, you know, at first I thought they were really missing the mark. <laughs> like, but the, you're missing mm-hmm. the point. Um, but obviously it was, it was me. <laughs> I was missing the point. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and so when, when I really started to wake up to that and try to figure out, okay, where's the need coming from? What would that look like? That's when all the pieces started falling into place. Um, and it was January of 2018 here that we launched the Expressory, uh, and it's been full speed ever since then. <laughs> wow. You know, I think it's so important for people to really watch industry t- trends and look at what needs to be adjusted in your business model. Is there something? And, you know, for you, it really sounds like the market was telling you exactly what they wanted. And I think a lot of people ignore that or think they know better. And one thing I can tell you after, you know, a lot of time in, in the business world is the answers are right in front of you. You just have to listen. If you ask, people will tell you. They really do. Yeah. Well, and honestly, I was probably on a path to ignoring it as well. It was, it was um, you know, my, in a conversation with my business coach, and we were discussing, you know, being out and about in the marketplace and, and listening, and I, I shared all of this with her, and she said, they're telling you, you, you know, listen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and, and here it is. It is, there has been, um, there's clearly a need, and it's no longer a question of, is this the right place to be? Now mm-hmm. it's, okay, how do we scale this? Yeah. Now, that's a, that's a great place to be. I know that um, at the eWomen Network Conference, I've talked to a number of the premier success coaches who, you know, hold those little mini, uh, I shouldn't say little, those mini yeah. um, coaching sessions, and what, they, what I've heard over and over again is that is the best market research because people will tell you if you have a conversation with them exactly what they want, what the gaps are, what they need, and then our job is to figure out, okay, how can we take our business and really serve that? And I love what you're saying is, now it's time to scale, which presents a whole different set of challenges, but they're really good challenges. <laughs> yes, it does. And yeah, they are. <laughs> We're going through that now. So, But right, right. If you just open it up, I mean, I can't tell you the number of events I went to in the eWomen um, Network conference that, uh, I don't know, two years ago, that was my first. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, again, that was, it was just a huge learning. So. Absolutely. It's a, it's a great, that's why I always tell people to find, you know, at least one or two big mm-hmm. conferences to go to because I think what we have to do is step out of our, um, our, our comfort zone and really start just listening and talking to people who are a little bit farther out than just our inner circle, our circle of people that we see all the time. So, so tell me, as you were kind of going through this transition, because I think a lot of people go through this, 
what did you have to shift in mindset to be able to say, okay, I'm going down this path. You think you got it all figured out. You've got a lot of things in place. And then all of a sudden you're finding you have to shift. So how did you work through that and really kind of find your, your new direction? Um, so that's interesting. I think uh, you know, another thing that we tend to do is we tend to wait until everything is perfect. And, mm-hmm. um, it, and I think I got bit by a little bit of that um, with my first round because we really invested heavily in, in the custom technology behind our first website. Mm-hmm. Um, and so having to get our minds around this is not the direction it's meant to go. Uh, we have to redo this. Mm-hmm. Um, and then heading down that path, that, w- that was a big challenge. Um, mm-hmm. But what I think I am good at that probably just drives some of my mentors nuts is, is I will release tests of different messaging, and, and I move fast that way, and I know mm-hmm. it drives some people nuts. Um, but I'm trying to figure out what's landing and what's working, right? And mm-hmm. uh, so I can't tell you the number of, um, boy, you know, the, the flyers and things like that and, and headlines that I've, I've moved through, but uh, there's something in that that really worked for us because now the language is all coming together and it's a matter of applying it in all the right places, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. No, it does. It does. And I'm going to ask you a question, and you may or may not have the answer for it, but knowing what you know now, would you, if someone was was starting a business and they've got to look at a big technology investment, would you give them any advice on how to either test it on a smaller scale or do some other things before they make that, that big investment to know if they're on the right path? Ah, oh, you know, I think this is the part that makes me the most sick is that this was my background. I should have known better. <laughs> um, <laughs> Those are sometimes the hardest areas to get, uh, like, get it together. Yeah. Um, yes, I, there are certainly tools out there that will t- let you test it um, mm-hmm. cheaper and faster. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and yes, that approach works. I don't mm-hmm. know that one works better for someone. I don't know that mm-hmm. I would have found the same path. You know what I mean? Had I not gone right. all in and developed exactly what I did, would it mm-hmm. have been so evident that mm-hmm. the, that wasn't the right direction? I, I don't mm-hmm. know. <laughs> That's interesting. So sometimes it's that you have to go through a certain journey, and, but you have to be able to say, okay, it's time to shift, and I, I really admire you for doing that because I think one of the challenges a lot of business owners and entrepreneurs have is they're so vested oh, yeah. in what they've created that they just can't let it go, and they just go and go and go until there literally is nothing left to adjust or to salvage. Yeah. They've gone down and, and you know, really gone down a path that they should have shifted out of, you know, way before they say, okay, I can't do it anymore. Yeah, for sure. It's hard. It's hard to get your head in the place to make that decision. 
Um, and, and I think that's the value in surrounding yourself with people who will be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that can be close enough to your business to understand what's going on, um, but not so, <laughs> not so nice, you know what I mean, where we're just going to tell you what you want to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because yeah, I'm fortunate enough to be a, surrounded with some pretty strong people who will give me the things I need to hear, um, and it's not always easy to take. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. But I also like to operate... I, I don't know. I, I like to. There are people out there who are in the positions they're in because they know better than I do, and mm-hmm. um, so I do listen to advice. Well, I think that's important to because a lot of times we'll ask people that are really close to us, "What do they think of this?" And if you're asking a spouse or family or really close mm-hmm. friends, they often tell you what you want to hear because they don't. Mm-hmm. They, they really want you to be um, happy. They don't want to hurt your feelings. But we often yeah. do need people to tell us what we need to hear, and that's the value of coaches and mentors. Yeah. And, you know, that's really important to find the right person to, to work with. So when you were looking for a coach, how did you find somebody to work with that really you felt would help you get to where you wanted to go? Well, it, it was interesting because it was probably in the, the first six months of my um, original business, mm-hmm. and, and I could feel it. I was struggling um, at that time, and I met with a coach out of courtesy, and I've told her this, <laughs> and, um, you know, I, I really had no intention. I thought, well, I, why do people do this? I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. But in listening to her, she said exactly, she nailed where I was struggling. And Mm. she said, okay, it sounds like you're at the point where you need to be the CEO. And this, you know, otherwise this is just going to be a hobby. And it was very similar to what Sandra um, Yancey talks about, um, Mm -hmm. that, you know, I didn't have my core fundamentals in place. Mm -hmm. And when she said that to me, I said, you know, that's the second time I've heard that. So clearly, I don't know what it means to be this CEO. <laughs> Tell me what I'm doing wrong. Um, yeah. And from there, uh, I think everything changed, started to change. Wow. And I love the fact that you, you know, sat up and took notice when you started hearing it again. And Sandra will always tell you, you know, the first time you hear it, you can kind of just pack it away. Second time, you really got to sit up and take notice. Yeah. And the third time is, is significant. So it sounds like you did that pretty quickly. And I know that you're, um, you know, really getting ready to expand and grow your business, which I want to talk to after the break. Um, I want to talk a little bit about that. And I also want to talk about um, how people connect and follow up because I know Gary V says that 99% of people don't market to the year we actually live in. So I want to talk a little bit about marketing and reaching out and um, doing that when we come back from break. So stay tuned. You don't want to miss it. This is Janelle McCauley and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. Have you ever asked yourself this question? Why is it so hard to make a buck? (laughs) I know I have. 
Hi, I'm Sandra Yancey, founder and CEO of eWomen Network. What I have discovered after going from the brink of bankruptcy to running a multi-million dollar award-winning business is this. You can't build a million dollar dream hanging around minimum wage mindsets. My mission is one million women entrepreneurs generating one million dollars in annual revenue. So here's what I've done. I've created the mother of all entrepreneur success programs that you can access online on your time. It's called Monetize Me Now. It's a seven module online course that is 100% my success formula, covering mindset, mission, management, motivation, marketing, and measure. Come on, take my hand and I'll show you the way to learn to earn flowing revenue for your business. Visit monetizemenow.com for details. Are you a coach, speaker, or author who would like to finally earn what you know you're worth? Would you like to create a life that gives you more time to do the things that you love? Entrepreneurs like you hire us to turn their knowledge into a full range of scalable products that earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live the life others only dream about. With our done-for-you approach, we do all the heavy lifting, creating the right products for you, your clients, and your business. The potential is limitless. If you want to leverage your time so you can earn more while working less, visit us today at TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com and find out just how far your knowledge can take you. You're listening to Janelle McCauley on the EWN Radio Network. Welcome back. This is Janelle McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. Today we're talking with the founder of the Expressory, Jamie Shibley, who is also the managing director in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Jamie's company has a real unique way for you to put your message in anyone's hands using a handcrafted, personalized, customized approach. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that because follow-up is so important. But before we do that, Jamie, I would love to um, just talk a little bit about following up, and I know a lot of people go out and network, and we've met a lot of those people, and they network and they make connections, but there's no follow-up. There's nothing that helps them stand out in a very crowded market or really reach out to those people who would be excellent clients. So how can you help people do that with what you do? So at the core of our um, service, is, is kind of our follow-up um, service. And, and that looks like, you know, handwriting um, messages, mailing them out, handmade cards. You've, you've kind of touched on all of that. But mm-hmm. what we really do is we look at what is your customer journey? Wh- mm-hmm. where, is, where do they typically start with you, um, you know, after the pros- meeting with them as a prospect? Um, or is it even before that where you're courting, um, you want to get in front of certain people? And then all the way through when they become a customer, um, what is it that you're doing at the moment um, the sale happens? Are you mm-hmm. welcoming them in some way as a new client? And we, we look at each of these different potential touch points, see what you're doing today versus not, and figure out where um, what we could 
implement in there that could start adding more value because mm-hmm. we've all heard that statistic about the number of times you need to actually touch, reach out and touch a client or prospect before they actually buy from you. Mm-hmm. But you know, the piece we really like to get into is that um, if you look at how much it costs to, re- to um, gain new clients versus to retain and get the current mm-hmm. customers to repeat, we all know those stats. And mm-hmm. so what is it that you're doing with the existing customers um, and what could you be doing, right, that really mm-hmm. strengthens the bond there and gets you in front of them um, so that they're thinking of you the moment uh, someone comes up uh, with a need for your services and they can make a referral for you. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's so important, and I think oftentimes, and I've heard it, and I, I know you've heard it too, someone is saying, you know, they're, I haven't met my ideal client, or they're not in the room when I'm networking. But I think people tend to forget that it's about building the relationship so someone does think of you. And most, most sales cycles aren't that long, but you know, we're talking to a realtor because we're looking at, at downsizing, and I met her seven years ago. I mean, and I haven't needed to sell a house, so I haven't needed someone, but boy, we built an incredible, you know, relationship, and now when it's time, and I've referred her to a bunch of people, wow. but I think people forget that it's about building the relationship, and we also forget that people know, you know, and I hear the number 200 people or I've heard as much as, you know, the number seems to be going up with, with uh-huh. the virtual world, you know, that it's close to 500 people that everyone knows. And I think we discount the value of the relationship and just because we're not talking to our ideal client doesn't mean they're not the perfect person to refer us to our ideal right. client if they trust us and know us. A huge missed opportunity, I believe. Well, and not only that, they trust you. They, they've got to be able to remember you in that moment, mm-hmm. right? And, and so what is it that you're doing to position yourself so that that happens? How strong is that relationship? Um, you know, what, what have you done lately? So like you said, you know, in the, in the case of the realtors, that sales cycle, they may sell you once and then how many mm-hmm. years from now, right? But it doesn't mean they should walk away from you. And so what have they done to position themselves that they are in front of you somehow Mm -hmm. um, with something meaningful that makes you remember them? Um, So one thing that we have started to, one area we've started to expand into is um, Mm -hmm. a lot more gifting. So in in our experience, it started with the cards, um, and then it was the gift, you know, can you add gift cards? Can Mm -hmm. Can you add this little thing? But what started to happen is we've found this real place where we can help uh, people create, we can help you add meaning to whatever it is that you're getting ready to give. And I, I say whatever it is because it can be as simple as a card. What is the mm-hmm. story in the card? And so we've developed this kind of um, tool set, a formula for, for helping people gift. And what we've identified is there's certain categories of um, you know questions or, or things that you can tick off that if the gift has these things or represents these things, it is more likely to stick around in their home, be more meaningful, and have them telling stories about you and that item to people mm. that they know. 
Um, so something as simple as handmade, mm-hmm. if it's, you know, or was it made especially for them, that thing will stick around. Think of how many things you have, how many items um, you have maybe on the shelf that mm-hmm. when people walk up, they're like, wow, that's really cool. Where'd you get that? And you have this entire story about it. Mm-hmm. Can you believe my realtor gave me this? Can you believe my coach gave me this? It mm-hmm. represents our um, work together or the fact that I hit this milestone. Um, mm-hmm. So there are certain things people can be thinking about as they're putting together what it is that you want to send to your clients um, to help you stand out. That's a really long answer. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. That's, that's great. And I think of what I, when we talk about that, I think of, I've got a couple shelves in my office, and I've got some of those very personalized, special things. And my grandchildren love coming in there <laughs> and asking about the story. They, you know, <gasps> what does this mean? Why do you have that? And it's a really um, great way for us to have a meaningful conversation and talk about some of those values and some of those things. I know I have things from, you know, my parents and grandparents that have a, some of those stories. So I think it's sure. just a great way to, you know, look at them and they mean something to me, but also then carry those stories forward too. Right. And so why, why haven't we transitioned some of that? Why aren't we maybe putting that much thought into the relationships we're building in our business because right Mm -hmm. now we're living in a time where there is a complete erosion of trust and we're not just talking government, right? We're talking (laughs) and businesses. Um, And so we've got to work harder, but I think that's where small businesses have, have a a benefit and an opportunity, you know? Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. So, and I love the thought of going to um, and really understanding the customer journey. I've been, I love to read. And that um, phrase has been coming up so much because I think we tend to forget that it's not just a one and done. It really is a journey. And we can use them as a referral source. We can use them as a reference. We can, mm-hmm. you know, really build that relationship. And I think we forget about that and look at just, okay, where's our next client coming from? And I think when you take a step back and really look at that whole process, it really opens the door for not just one client, but hundreds mm-hmm. of potential clients. Yeah, you and I know that well from our roles with, with the networking organization, and mm-hmm. it's something that I have really been sharing with people because too many times we walk into a room and write something off very quickly because mm-hmm. of what we think we see there. Um, right. And you've got to come back to the relationships. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it really is all about um, the, it is really all about the relationship. And I think that's, you know, that's what Uma Network does so well. Mm-hmm. So, so let me ask you, how do you make the shift? Because we're in a real fast-paced world. We've got a lot of people that want it instant and want it now. What kind of challenges as a business owner have you run into in re-educating people or sharing the value of what you offer? Because it, it's got so much potential. How do, you, how do you make that shift? Well, I think that's funny because we're in a, it, it actually could be, I think it's easier than, um, than we think because of the time we're in. Because... Mm-hmm. Um, our relationships right now, 
uh, in the digital age are very mm-hmm. surface level. How many conversations have mm-hmm. we had about, um, you know, in the personal side of things, the increased rate of depression and isolation and all of that, right? right. And, and we know uh-huh. what's driving that. Uh, well, it's no different than um, in our business relationships as well. If, if we continue to operate just in this digital front, people have far more information than they have the time to consume at this point in right. time. It's called the attention age for a reason. <laughs> um, and, and so that means we're rationing our attention, okay? And mm-hmm. so if that's true, all these little digital touch points we're trying to do, that's, that's not hitting as um, long-lasting as maybe it once was. Mm-hmm. Um, and what we know is that the physical mail um, has been on the decline, and that mm-hmm. front is no longer as full of junk as our mail email boxes are, right? Right. So, <laughs> so true. <laughs> I think we're reaching a point in time where that shift is happening mm-hmm. pretty naturally for me. Um, mm. People are, are seeing this, and this old-school way of communicating is kind of coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing we know, and there's um, actually been studies around this, the uh, um, Temple University has a study, um, a neural decision-making study, and mm-hmm. what they've proven is that physical male pieces actually trigger something in our brain that corresponds with value and desirability. It's that emotional connection, which we are mm. not getting digitally. That's so, um, interesting. Way, That's really long way of answering it. No, and, and I like that. I think that it's really um, a time to, to take that step back. And as a business owner, ask yourself, and I think you've done an incredible job of it, and I think a lot of people can start to do that and say, what can I do differently to help build the relationships. And I love the fact that you've created a business to help people do that so you can work with them to help customize what they want to do, customize their message, and find a way to really connect with clients, potential clients, and really be memorable in a a world where you know, people move on to the next thing and they don't even remember who they've talked to and what they've done. I love that. Right, right. So often it's happening now. Absolutely. So how can our listeners connect with you and learn more about you and what you might be able to do to help them really stand out in a crowded market? I think the... um, easiest way might be for them um, to experience what uh, we've been offering a relationship marketing audit. So Mm -hmm. um, in a few simple steps, you know, we create an appointment and walk you through some questions and then we'll walk you through, okay, here's what you're doing today. Here's what would make the most sense to get you to the fastest um, improvement in your engagement. Um, and so if people are interested in that, I'm going to give you two ways um, to get in touch with me. I would say um, maybe the easiest way is email info at the expressory. So T-H-E-E-X-P-R-E-S-S 
O-R-Y.com. And if you just want to put um, TK2P, Turn Knowledge to Profit, in mm-hmm. the um, subject line, uh, then I will uh, get us set up with that. Uh, the other thing is you can go directly to the um, website at info.theexpressory.com slash relationship dash marketing dash audit. Uh, and that will allow you to uh, choose a time uh, and walk through that um, audit. And we'll check. Perfect. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. And I encourage all of our listeners to check that out and see what they can do differently. So as we end our time together, and it's gone so fast, <laughs> what piece of advice or tip can you give our listeners that they can apply immediately to help them really build and grow their business and stand out and be memorable? Oh, you know, the easiest thing that I've been um, pointing people to is start a referral recognition uh, program if you don't already have one. And by that, I simply mean acknowledge and thank them, and if you can, reward them in some way. But I think, you know, a lot of us were taught this growing up. When you appreciate someone, they're more likely to repeat that behavior. Um, Mm -hmm. And so get those referrals going. That's a great reminder and a great way to um, build and grow your business is um, ask. So thank you so much for sharing today and for taking time, I know, out of your very busy schedule to be with us. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, our pleasure. We need to take another real quick break, and when we come back, it's our business builder. So stay tuned. This is John L. McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. I'm looking for a certain kind of woman, and I think you know her. She's an entrepreneur that is highly connected, successful, significant in her own industry, and considered the go-to woman in her community. She's received so much from so many women in business, she's ready to give back to others on their journey, lifting as she climbs. Hi, this is Sandra Yancey, and I'm the founder and CEO of eWomen Network. I'm looking to connect with the woman I've just described who lives in your community so that we might have a conversation about how eWomen Network's proven success system can provide her a platform to elevate her success and ability to support women in business. Our international community of managing directors are influencing the speed of success for women in business around the world. If that sounds like something that you want to be part of or know someone we should talk with, send an email to managingdirector at eWomenNetwork.com. That's managingdirector at eWomenNetwork.com. And let's start the conversation. Are you a coach, speaker, or author who would like to finally earn what you know you're worth? Would you like to create a life that gives you more time to do the things that you love? Entrepreneurs like you hire us to turn their knowledge into a full range of scalable products that earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live the life others only dream about. With our done-for-you approach, we do all the heavy lifting, creating the right products for you, your clients, and your business. The potential is limitless. If you want to leverage your time so you can earn more while working less, visit us today at TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com and find out just how far your knowledge can take you.
You're listening to Janelle McCauley on the EWN Radio Network. Welcome back. This is Michael McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. I'm here with Janelle, and our Business Builder segment today is all about identifying your ideal client. You know, uh, one of the biggest risks for entrepreneurs is a lack of focus, um, and, and really getting that focus starts with understanding who your ideal client is and how you can best serve them. I think it's a really important conversation because I hear so many people say when they're asked who do they want to meet or who's their ideal client, they say everyone. And you and I know that the more focused people get, the better they can identify and serve their ideal client. They really attract them. Yeah, that, that really is true. I don't know how many people that I've met recently that you say, who's your ideal client? And they kind of jokingly say, well, you know, anybody who's breathing, you know, and and although that may be sort of true in a general sense, um, it, it really doesn't serve you very well uh, as an entrepreneur to take that kind of a broad brush approach. It, it's really important for you not to just figure out who your client is, but the key here is to find out who your ideal client is. And that really, um, it focuses everything you do. It, it focuses you on, on where you're going to network, what social media platforms you're going to use, uh, what events you're going to attend, and, and more importantly, really, about the products and services that you're going to produce and in what format you're going to produce them. Uh, if you really know who your ideal client is, then you know what they like and you know exactly how to give them what they need so that they become attached to you, they become uh, your client for life in essence. Well, and when you identify your ideal client, you and I've had this conversation a number of times, it really helps you use the language that attracts or repels them. So you want to bring them into you if they're your ideal client. If they're not, you want them to move on and find the ideal person to work with. So it really helps you get tight on your languaging. Yeah, that, that's really important. And I want to go back to something that you just said about repelling um, someone. And that is not something that most marketing people or most entrepreneurs really associate with um, with networking or with talking with potential clients is that you don't really want to repel them. Well, if you, we were working with a coach uh, and when she first said that to us, we sort of questioned it maybe as you're questioning it now. But when she explained what she meant, it really made a lot of sense. And, and what she said basically was, um, you want to work with your ideal clients and your message your 60 second uh, talk or your elevator pitch or whatever you want to call it really should be structured so that it attracts those folks that you really want to work with and repels those people that you either don't want to work with or who aren't your ideal client. Uh, that, that really is a service to them because it gives them an opportunity, as you said, to go find someone else that they'd, they'd rather work with and they'd be more successful with. At the same time, it makes it nice for you because you get the people that really, uh, really, really like working with coming towards you and really being drawn to you. So it's it's really important. Um, so so really, the question becomes what what is your ideal client and what makes a client ideal? Well, 
you know, I think we've touched on a couple of things. One is that you, it's the people you really like to work with. Um, it doesn't mean that you won't work with other people, but when you create your marketing message, you create your products, you create your services, you go to networking events, you want to attract the people that you really like to work with. Um, again, it doesn't mean that you're going to turn down business from other folks. I mean, certainly you'll accept business if it's the right fit for you and for them, you'll accept that. But it's likely that you have some set of folks that you really, really like to work with. And oh, the, the real, you go ahead. And I, I'd actually challenge, well, I'd actually take that a little bit step farther and say, who really excites you? When you think about the clients you've worked with, which ones really get you passionate? Who would you love to work with and not get paid for? Now, you're going to get paid, but who are those people that you would work with even if you weren't getting paid? The ones where you feel like you're making a really big difference. That's a great place to start. And then you can always broaden it from there. But when you think about it, there's enough people and to be served and enough people to serve them that you can really narrow it down and still have, I think, a wide range of people to coach and select from. Absolutely. And and the key is that, that they're people you really like to work with and that really drive you and excite you. The second thing you want to look at is who are the folks that really need what you provide? Um, some Sometimes that's the same people you like to work with, but you may look at that and say, well, what are all the groups of people that really can use what I provide, can benefit from it, can drive themselves forward, can make progress in their life? And then the third thing you want to look at, and this is a lot of people don't think about this piece, but it's who has the money to pay for the services that I provide. Uh, we was, were talking with uh, someone uh, very recently, and she said when she first started her company, she um, set out to work with um, single moms of young kids. Well, that's who she really loved to work with. They really excited her. They really could use what she provided. But guess what? Young mothers, young single mothers with small kids didn't have much disposable income. So they, they couldn't really afford to pay for the services she was providing. So even though they, they really excited her and she wanted to work with them, there just really wasn't any business there to be done. So those three things are really important. Who do you like to work with? Who needs your services? And who can afford to pay for them? So I guess the question becomes, you know, how do you find these people? What does it mean uh, to identify your ideal client? And really, I look at two things. I look at um, first demographics, and most people are familiar with demographics. It's the physical characteristics. Are they men? Are they women? Are they in a certain age range? Do they have a certain education? Do they live in a certain area? Do you know those kinds of things that you can easily identify? It's sort of the hard data about those people. The second one, and this one uh, a lot of people may not be as familiar with, is something called psychographics. And psychographics are really their attitudes, opinions, aspirations, what do they like to do, where do they hang out, uh, what's their behavior like. So this might be, if the best way to think about this one is, do they, do they like to hang out on um, LinkedIn or do they like to hang out on Facebook? Those are two different sets of people. Do they like, um, maybe they like Twitter more than anything else. Those are just different characteristics, different 
ways that they that they think and they act and different places that they show up. Um, you might think about it as well. You know, are they conservative or are they liberal? Um, again, that's how they think. That's their opinion, their attitudes, and those really affect um, whether they're going to resonate with what it is you offer and whether you're going to enjoy working with them or not. So, you know, now that we know who they are, we want to ask where do they go and how can you meet them? And I think it's really important just to understand that once you're clear with who you want to meet, it's going to be easy to identify where they hang out. And you can even ask people you know, who do you know that fits that particular profile? And it'll really help you narrow down where you're looking for them. So I think you know what we want to really go back and just kind of recap is how do you get started? Well, the, there are a couple steps you can take to really start to identify your ideal client. The first thing I always do is I ask a client to look at their existing clients, the people they work with. Who are they? Which ones are they most uh, successful with? Which ones have they most liked to work with? So look at that, that base of existing clients that you have. Um, next, I you know look around the environment and say, you know, are there enough of those kinds of people um, to really create a successful business around? So I may have worked with one or two or three of those in the past and I really love doing it. Well, are there enough of them out there that I could actually build a business around that or do I have to go with a little bit bigger group? And then finally, uh, and this is really most important, is I, I write it down. You know, Write down the characteristics and the attitudes of your ideal client so that you create a picture in your mind of who this person is. You know, it's, it's, it, it seems like that's a, an extra step, but it's really not. It's, it's really not. There's some neuroscience behind writing things down. As you write down, the, just the physical act of writing things moves that information from one place in your brain to another place in your brain, and it makes it much more tangible for you. So that um, it's something that if you write it down, you're very clear on it, it becomes foremost in your mind. And then when you start to go out to networking events or you start to go out to other events, all of a sudden you start to see those people everywhere because it's really top of mind. You do. And also, I want to really encourage everyone to be real specific because the more specific you are, the more you can ask the people that you're talking to who do they know that fits that profile? And everyone knows hundreds of people. So the more specific you are, when you're asking, the person can think in their mind, that's Mary, that's John, that's Susan. Otherwise, it's gonna be real generic. And we know so many people that if we can't narrow it down, we're not gonna be able, be able to make any connections or any introductions for you. So I wanna challenge everyone with this discussion today on identifying your ideal client to go to Facebook on our Turn Knowledge to Profit page under today's episode and share with us who your ideal client is and let us see if we can start making some connections for you. Absolutely, that's a great recommendation. So just sort of in closing up, you know, it's really important to know who your ideal client is. It will give you lots of focus 
And sort of the interesting thing about entrepreneurship and building a business is that the more you focus, the more it grows, which seems a little bit counterintuitive, but that's the way it works. If you can focus in on your ideal client, serve them better, you'll find that your business grows tremendously. Great. So right on our Turn Knowledge to Profit page, let us know who you want to get connected with, who your ideal client is, and let's help each other build and grow our businesses. Absolutely. You know, this has really been a great conversation. I want to thank all of you for joining us today on Turn Knowledge to Profit. Again, I want to remind you to visit our Turn Knowledge to Profit page on Facebook and share your questions, your insights, and your ahas. And also share one action you're going to take in the next week to turn your knowledge into profit. If you have an idea for our future show, be sure to email me at michael at tk, the number two, p.com. That's michael at tk2p.com. Have a wonderful and profitable week. Turn knowledge to profit, where entrepreneurs like you find the insights, experience, and tools they need to earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live a life others only dream about. Join us each Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the EWN Radio Network. To download this week's show, listen to past shows, or learn how to be a guest on the show, visit TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com. Past shows are also available at EWNRadioNetwork.com and through iTunes and Stitcher. Until next time, remember, great companies are built around great products. Leverage your knowledge to live the life of your dreams. Let's continue the conversation and turn your knowledge into profits.